your Bible, go ahead and open up to the book of 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Today is going to be a little, little different, the way I want to tell you how we're going to end today's service, it's going to be a little different. Um, we normally close with an invitation, and I do want to encourage you, uh, we won't have a traditional invitation like we have, but we have our connection card, if you want to join our church or you want to give your life to Christ, fill this out, and as you leave, drop it in the black box. I'll follow up with you tomorrow and talk to you about that, what it means to be a member of our church, as well as what it means to be a, um, a disciple of Jesus, be very powerful, I believe. Also, we have the same connection card online, so I'm sure our, uh, our media team can be able to share the uh, connection card, so those watching online can let, us, let me know if they want to be members of Broadway, as well as want to make a decision about following the Lord. And the reason why I want to uh, do our, uh, our conclusion different, the reason I want to start with it now, I'm preaching on fasting for America. Our nation is broken. Do you all agree with that? There are literally problems everywhere. In fact, I brought these signs. And just to show you those signs here, these are some signs, and even when I was walking into, see if they stay up, walking into the um, sanctuary, somebody stopped me and said, Daniel, you're not putting those in front of the church. I mean, just folks are on the edge. Even simple signs such as this, it stirs up your emotions because they're loaded. There's underlying meanings behind. And when you get upset over a yard sign, when it, you get riled up, it's showing, okay, am I divided? Am I getting upset with the wrong things? I want you all to know that our only hope for our nation, our only hope for America, is a God-sent revival where the Holy Spirit comes and changes the lives of people. P government, politics, it does not solve our country's problems. Supporting positions, political parties, supporting candidates, that's not where our solution is going to be. And I'm going to show you all this in the Bible. We're going to see the example of Jehoshaphat. What's, how we're going to conclude today's service is I want you to be thinking about it. Keith Gowdy, he's one of our deacons here. He's also, he used to be in the military as well as he's a police officer. He's going to come and close this service with prayer. And I'm going to invite you, if you feel comfortable, to come forward and to, you, know, you can stay six feet away. Don't want, you, have to get, you don't only have to come to the altar. You can come on the front pew, second pew. If you feel comfortable, to come forward and we're going to pray for our nation. Keith's going to lead us in prayer. We'll kneel here around the altar, and we will give this time to God. We want to be a body of believers that's serious about seeing renewal come in our net land. Because we're at the point as a nation, if God does not renew people's lives, we're in trouble. This is no joke. I saw on the news yesterday, Macy's. I've been to New York City two times. I didn't go to Macy's. I do go to Macy's here in Lexington. They've already boarded up Macy's because they're expecting 
people to destroy their, their, their uh, entire store. They're preparing for rioting later this week. Guys, this is the USA. This is the greatest country on earth. We are blessed. It's an honor to live under this flag as America. And if we're at the point of a nation that we have to board up businesses because fear from election, that should speak volumes that something is seriously, seriously wrong. If we have to put signs up in our yard that we support the police department, what on earth? Of course you support the police department. God created all races. White folks, black folks, of course all black lives matter. Of course white lives, all lives, green lives matter. I mean, these are common sense. But we know also there's much more behind these type statements. There's political. And I think the principle for us, where we're going to see in the Bible, is the our only change is going to come from when we are crying and we are hungry for God to move. So that's how I want you to be thinking about if you're going to come forward and pray at the altar at the close of the sermon. Turn your Bibles, book of 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. I want to share this story here, what, what's going on. Judah had a king named Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the Bible says, was actually a very good king. And what happened, he only made one mistake. His mistake was during this time, this was during the divided kingdom, there was a northern kingdom called Israel. And that was, he reigned during the king of, of northern kingdom. Opposite him was called Ahab. Ahab was the most wicked king during all of Israel's history. He was married to Jezebel. Well, Jehoshaphat made a, a treaty alliance to, um, with Ahab. And God, God sent a prophet and says, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't be lining up with um, these wicked kings. But what happens one day is, uh, is one day, Judah, they're in Israel, they're in um, Jerusalem. They were very strong. They had a good military. Well, all of a sudden... These three nations come up from the Dead Sea region. And they're going to come up and they're about to attack. And they were powerful. They had a vast army. They were only 50 miles away. And the king of Judah opens, opens up his eyes and all his guys are saying, Jehoshaphat, we're in trouble. We have these armies. They are about to attack us. They are more powerful than us. We're not going to win this battle. The odd makers are against us on this one. And what we're going to see here is Jehoshaphat's response. And I think the problem for us is America and for our nation. Our problem is not other nations coming and attacking us because I don't think most of us wake up and wonder if a missile is going to strike our hometown. Our, our country. Maybe you do, but I don't think external forces are what's going to attack us the most. Do you know how we're going to destroy? It's from within. We will kill each other. 
we as a nation will rot internally. People will literally go at war, wage war, American versus American. And literally you can destroy and you will destroy a nation by internal fighting. You know, that's how you destroy a church. best way to destroy a church is you just get everybody fighting. You get everyone on polar sides. It's make, it, make divisive issues. You destroy families that way. Think about it. That's how you destroy your family. That's how divorce happens. That's how but people don't talk to each other because they can't get along. They hate each other. Nations do the same. And it's very likely that our nation, USA, we are at that point where we are desperate, hungry for God to heal our nation. That an election is so divisive. Okay, I want you to follow along here in your Bible. Second Chronicles chapter 20. You want, you want to turn there. We're going to, read, we're going to read verses 1 through 4, and then we're going to skip down, and we're going to read verses 13 through 17. After this, the Moabites, the Ammonites, together with some of the Mennonites, came to fight against Jehoshaphat. People came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast number from beyond the Dead Sea and Edom has come to fight against you. They are already in Hazan Tamar, that is in Gedi. Jehoshaphat was afraid and he resolved to seek the Lord. So there it is. There's that human, there's a lot of fear for Tuesday. There's a lot of folks who are afraid. They're worried. There's so much uncertainty. Folks are on the edge. You just, you just don't know what's going to happen. Well, that's what happened here. These armies are coming to attack. And Jehoshaphat, the king, he's worried. He's nervous. Then he proclaimed, look, guys, look at what he does. And this is the fast. He proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. The king of Judah is saying, we are, our backs are against the wall. I don't know what to do. We need the Lord's intervention. That is exactly what we need for America. Our nation needs the Lord's intervention. Or we will destroy ourselves internally. He proclaimed a fast for all of Judah who gathered, look at this, to seek the Lord. That's what we've done this morning. You're gathering to seek the Lord. They even came from all the cities of Judah to seek Him. So the entire nation realized we are divided. We have issues just like this end up being issues. We don't know what to do. People aren't getting along. We're about to get attacked. So we are going to seek the Lord. So this is His prayer, these next few verses. And they're going to fast to the Lord. Fasting is abstaining from food. When you fast, you are choosing to go without eating and to spend the time. Because you think about, think about your dinner. So by the time you buy it at the grocery store, you prepare it, you eat it, you clean up, you spend an hour or more just in preparation and cleanup and actually eating. Dining can take a while. Cooking, it, it, just, it just doesn't happen. You have to plan for that. You Go without the most 
basic necessity. We have to have food to live. God created us that way. But God has told us that our hunger for Him needs to be greater than our hunger for physical food. God is looking at you and I as a church family, and He's asking, do you have a hunger for me? America, do you want revival? Do you want renewal? Do you want to see folks saved? And you do, you choose to abstain from eating, and you replace that time that you would have been eating with prayer. You replace it with seeking after God. You replace it with time and devotion to the Lord. Jesus told us that we will not live, man shall not live on bread alone. What he means by that, you shall not live on bread alone, is you can, you can just live by eating. That will keep you alive for 80, 90, maybe 100 years. And then you die. But there is a food that is greater than physical food. And that is food from the Lord. That's salvation. That's Jesus. And we have to be able to fill our stomachs with the Lord. That is what we're here for this morning. You've come here to hear a message from God. Okay, skip down. Skip down to verse 13. Jehoshaphat had a prayer. He prayed out. He cried to God. And look what occurred here in verse 13. All of Judah was standing before the Lord with their dependents, their wives and their children. So even the children, they get to the point where they say, we don't even know what to do. God, we are just here standing before you. It says in verse 14, in the middle of the congregation, this is how the Lord works. The Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jeel, son of Metahiah, a Levite from Aspa's descendants. So God is speaking through this man here. He's raising up a prophet with a message from the Lord. And he said, listen carefully, all of Judah, and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem. The king Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. So God has a message. God uses unlikely people to speak to you. When your back's up against the wall, when you don't know where to, go, where to, where to turn to, Jehoshaphat prays, he calls for a national fast. And now, God is giving that answer. And we need an answer from the Lord for our nation. I believe the answer is found in God's Word. I believe when you go vote Tuesday, if you haven't voted our Word, you need to vote biblical values. You need to vote for candidates that best line up with this book in my right hand. You want to vote for people that you can confidently stand and give an account to the Lord said, Lord, I actually used my vote. I, I took my time to cast my ballot for someone who I believe will best lead this nation by what the Bible says. Because God's Word brings renewal. The closest we can get to God's Word as a nation, the more renewal we see. Jehoshaphat, he sought the Lord. Fasting and prayer 
is something that the Lord has chosen to use in your and mine and our nation's life for the purpose of God to move and restore. You want to see change? You fast for change. You want to see change in this nation? We start praying for God to move in our nation. We start asking the Lord. So look what happens here. Here's the response, verse 16. I'm sorry, verse 15. He said, listen carefully, all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the king Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast number. Look at this. What a great Bible verse. For the battle is not yours, but God's. KJV says the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. The battle's the Lord's. You can't win this battle, Jehoshaphat. Their army is too great. The social problems, the division in our nation, it's too great. The opposing viewpoints, it's too great. So what do we do? The Lord is who we turn to here. And it says in verse 16, Tomorrow go down against them. You will see them coming up to the ascent of Zig, and you will find them at the end of the valley facing the wilderness of Jewel. You do not have to fight this battle. Look at this. Take comfort in that. Listen to this, Broadway. You do not have to fight this battle. I don't, I don't have to fight the battle. You don't have to fight the battle. Why? Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. He is with you, Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid or discouraged. Tomorrow go out and face them, for the Lord is with you. God is telling us our battle for our nation will be won not because what we do, but because what God does. And when you pray and you fast, when you choose to fast on Tuesday, you give up your time that you would have maybe had breakfast and you would devote that towards prayer. Or maybe you devote it to go vote that morning. You give that to the Lord. He brings the salvation. Our only hope for America, our only hope for our nation, is God. That is it. Not a political party, a yard sign, will not save us. A bumper sticker, Arguing on Facebook, it does not, it doesn't save you. We have to get to the point where we say the battle belongs to the Lord. God is asking us. He's asking Broadway Baptist Church, will you fast? Will you pray? Will you give the battle that this nation needs to God? And let God go before us. I want to tell you what happened here with Jehoshaphat. We won't read it. Maybe later this afternoon you read it yourself. If you read on, what happens is all the people fasted, they prayed, they did without. And then the next morning, they go and they march out there with their swords, with their torches, with their armies. And these armies had come to fight against Judah. All the people were laying dead in the valley. They, were all they had all died, every single one of them. Vast thousands of people. And the king looks up and goes, we don't even have to draw a sword. 
God what He did. And this is the fear of what happens in America when the Lord's not on your side. These nations that had come to fight against Judah turned against each other and began to kill one another. The armies killed themselves. How is a nation destroyed? The nation kills itself. They start fighting against their own citizens. They fight among other Christians. They fight among people who live in their, in their neighborhood. And there's this, there's this animosity towards your own brother in Christ. Instead of seeing somebody as a lost soul who needs the Lord, they are someone who they view as an enemy. Do you know, we have a neighbor that has, um, the, we respect and support the Lexington police sign in our neighborhood. And the man told us that every night he has to put it inside his garage. Do you know why? He has to pull his yard signs at night. He has some other yard signs too with political candidates. He puts them in his garage. And the reason why is they get stolen. And is that not sad? You have to pull up a silly yard sign, put it in your garage, because at night people go around stealing these signs. Guys, that's unfortunate. That reminds us of how divided we are. That reminds us of the great need for renewal. There's two types of fast. There's a public fast, and that's what this is here. Public fasting is when a whole nation, Jehoshaphat, calls all the people of Judah. Pastor Daniel calls the people of Broadway to fast for our nation. It's public. Everybody participates in it. You make plans on Tuesday to fast for our country. To fast for folks to get saved. But there's another type of fast. I want to quickly read this. Last verses. It's in the book of Matthew. You don't have to turn there. I'll read it. It's up there on the screen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. This is what we call a secret fast. This is a fast that only you and God know about. You don't tell anybody else you're fasting. Now, a public fast, what Jehoshaphat did, everybody in the nation was fasting, all the believers. But you also, as an individual Christian, you need to be fasting. Whenever you fast, this Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, Matthew 6.16 Whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, so that their fasting is obvious to the people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting isn't obvious to others. But look at this. But to your Father who is in secret. Do you fast in secret? Do you have a secret prayer life. And I say secret, meaning the only person who's supposed to know about your fasting and your secret prayer life is God. You do not tell a soul. There's no, you should not get the glory from man, men or for anybody in your family. This is what we call a secret fast. Fasting is either public for a nation or as a church or secret for individuals. And it says, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. That means He answers your fast. You want to experience, church, spiritual breakthrough? Start fasting for the Lord. 
Start devoting that time of abstaining from food that you will experience the blessings from God. One of the reasons we don't fast is we have filled our appetites. Our appetite directs our day. Our appetites are so full on the junk of this world has to offer. We don't even have the hunger for God. This morning, I'm asking you to examine your life and say, God, do I have a hunger for you? Man shall not live on bread alone. Are you living on food? God's saying, let me fill you. Keith Gowdy, I want to invite you to come forward. I'm going to put my mask on. I'm going to grab a microphone. We're going to close this service with a special time of prayer. And I believe if you feel led, you could put your, put your mask on. I want to invite you to come forward. Keith's going to lead us in prayer. He's going to pray for us. We're going to gather around here at the altar so you all can come forward. Those that feel comfortable, feel led. We're going to gather here at the altar and we are going to pray and cry out and call out to the Lord. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today. I pray that you just be with our country, Lord, during this time. There is so much division with the election coming up, Lord, that it's driving wedges between friends and families, Lord. And I pray that you just be with this country, that a revival overtakes it, Lord. And this country comes back to you. And everybody in this country just needs to get down on their knees, Lord, and ask for forgiveness and for revival and I also pray that you be with our church that this also happens in our church Lord that we come back to you and that we are united as one putting differences aside political views aside and I also pray that you be with all the first responders Lord uh, be with the police, the fire, the doctors, and especially the nurses, Lord, that are dealing with the uh, COVID-19, Lord. I pray that you just protect them and be with them and watch over them. And I also pray that you be with the families that have lost loved ones recently due to this that you just guide and direct and comfort them during this time, Lord. And I pray that you be with the ones that are currently have it, that they will get over it. And I also pray that when you died on the cross, Lord, you died for all, that whoever should trust you shall be saved, Lord. And I just uh, want to also remember the military personnel, Lord. If it wasn't for the sacrifices they made, we wouldn't have the right to vote. 
And I just pray that you be with this election coming up. And all I'm asking, Lord, that your will be done in this case, Lord, no matter the outcome. And we ask all these things in your precious name, our Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 Thank you.